scenario development process on ourselves. So you and I, like we're doing right now, recording ourselves, facilitating ourselves in a lab that's conducting a scenario planning session mm -hmm. uh, will, when, when, um, when we hit cut on the video, become an asset that can get used as a prompt for inviting other players into the scenario planning session on noun and outcome. Yeah. So like I looked at, I looked at the, just to zoom out a little bit, I looked at the interactions that you and I were having like over text message that day as, as being the game, like mm -hmm. that we were playing with one another. Um, and like, it didn't, it wasn't a formalized game because we were for, we were in the process of attempting to formalize it. And I think that there was something that would be lost if the game is only formalized. In other words, like, the open dimension of the gameplay is something that may be even more important than the outcomes of the game itself. I, I absolutely agree. And this principle of playing to find out, I think is, is really important to that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I think be, because what that kind of cuts through is, um, yes, it can be documented and structured in a certain way, but the game doesn't come into existence until you're playing it. Mm -hmm. And the interactions and reactions between players is, is like where the process of the game unfolds. Yes. And the game's more of like a tool set that you can bring different elements to when you're playing the game. And like, so what I have have now prepared are like different tools that I think we could use to bring into the playing of the game. Mm -hmm. Right, instead of, instead of those tools creating a game that you then play we're using the tools to make the game as we play it. Yeah, it's like our toys in the sandbox that we can pick up and use whenever we want, but we're still just in a sandbox. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And so is the thesis that we believe that by bringing people into a sandbox full of toys, they fill it up with sand that we can then turn into castles. And by turning their sand into castles with our tools, they become better able to um, become scenario planners within their own organizations. Yes, and I think 
I think it has a even more like developmental consequence in that people can begin to make object what they have previously been subject to mm -hmm. because of the imaginative and kind of safe play space that's created in, in the dialogue or conversation between, between individuals. And like, and then the byproduct is becoming better or good scenario planners. Mm-hmm. 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 That's a hypothesis though, because I, I have only ever gone through similar experiences in a like purely fictional imaginative narrative that's very much in kind of like an escapist sort of realm, not yeah. a, this is like very related to my work and therefore there's, there's real risk, you know, in, in playing too hard in this. Um, or, or there's, you know, barriers around like whatever confidentiality vulnerability whatever. Mm -hmm. It's easy if you're playing like orcs and elves. Right. It's hard if you're, if you're holding real individuals, real consequences in your mind. Right. Hey, I got to take, um, I got to hit the head for a second. One, one, be right yep. back. Yeah, I mean, it, all of this is untested. So I think the sooner we start playing on ourselves and invite others, the better. Right. I don't know if this is pertinent or, or relevant. Um, I was only seeing kind of the outputs of yours and Mike's conversations. I really don't know how that was being generated in real time, um, nor kind of what you felt like kind of the task or purpose of those, that dialogue was. Um, I don't know if you want to, to, to revisit that and take that as, as an input or if you, or if you just want to continue in a different direction. So is your question how did Mike and I arrive at the three <clears throat> the three moves that I wrote you about two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. You described them as moves, which was interesting to me. I was kind of curious what generated each of those. Oh, yeah. Well, let me look here. <clears throat> so the first move really came out of the work I did in preparation of the trip that culminated in our first conversation before I even got on the road with Mike 
when I arrived in Michigan. So mm-hmm. that was the first time that meeting was the first time I articulated to you the relationship I envisioned occurring between stimulus and noun and outcome as a byproduct of the DCG contract um, funding the activity, funding the time that you were able to spend in noun and outcome building the intellectual property and education for stimulus to be able to derive um, value to generate value and then deliver value to DCG. So, go ahead. And and each subsequent move was just you taking the prior move as ground and kind of in, in stretching to the next. Yeah, yeah. Basically, well, to take consequence to take the other way around to take the previous move as the figure by which that was ground in the in the preceding or in the subsequent in the yeah, yeah, yeah. former yeah, move. I, I stated then, it wrong. Yeah. 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 So that's right. And, um, but, but the contents of those, the, what was ground becoming figure in the next move are important. Um, they're important because how we go about developing the relationship between noun and outcome and its agency partners reformulates the service generation and delivery of our clients' organizations. So how I work on behalf of noun and outcome for stimulus becomes how stimulus can reformulate the way that it works with a client like DCG. In, 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 if you can recall how you were generating these moves. Did you have stimulus providing a service to DCG as kind of an outcome in which you were working towards, or was it more procedural in um, in nature and kind of that and stimulus providing a service to DCG like fell out at the end? Was your assumption going in that stimulus needed to or was going to provide a service to DCG and these moves were ways of you getting there or or was it more happenstance? 
I mean, in in ways, it's both. I mean, it's both indirect. It's it's both direct and indirect. Um, there are ways that we could look at it. Well, there was ways that we could look at the moves that were made. Um, There's, there's ways that we can look at the moves that were made as a way to generate value directly to DCG, but also alternatively, for example, ways that Noun and Outcome was directly attempting to generate value for itself. So... Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure making it into an either or feels like it is limiting the, yeah, but I, I, I think your answer is helping me better understand how you are approaching it. Mm -hmm. It's not, it, it could look, be looked at as a cause and effect, but you could also say, well, looking at that as cause and effect is a byproduct of a bunch of other unrelated conversations that were had um, that we would, yeah. Yeah. And I, I also see it as, as, as complex. And mm -hmm. I, I think maybe what I'm questioning is, well, how did, how did you come to conceive of it in such a complex manner? And your response just now told me that, that you're, you're, you're considering the interrelatedness of all of the organizations not just stimulus and DCG, it's now an outcome to itself and its, um, you know, agency participants and those agency participants to, towards their clients. Yes, that's Because right. someone may look at this and be like, well, this is a very convoluted way to get to stimulus providing a service to DCG. Yeah, totally. But... But yeah, I'm not advocating for one way or the other. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to better understand how, how you were formulating this. And I think it's because you're, you're optimizing for the, that, that mutual value, that code generation of value between all of the entities kind of at each stage. Mm -hmm. Such that a contribution to one is not just a contribution to one, but to, to more than one. Right. Yeah. Um, here, I'll just share my screen if you allow me. Um, instead of you clicking on that yourself, all right, you already did. So I, I think I think the partnership cube is really the the thing that we're turning. Um, and the. What's my way in here? So like, so what are we doing in this conversation? Why am I showing this to you? Um,
we're trying to prepare for meeting next week and maybe we don't, we don't need to, maybe we just need to start by starting and we are already doing that. Um, but the way that I'm, um, the way that I'm relating to this conversation is through this, this partnership cube. And we can look at these as this can be a cube. It can also be a stacked hierarchy. So like you could say like the most from so I need to get rid of human potential here, but um, so because human potential is sort of the basis by which this operates, yeah. it doesn't make sense to keep on that in the queue, but it was good for convenience. So I guess um, like how do we coordinate this whole stack of this whole seven layer stack is what we're focused on trying to do as a um, as a conceptual co-generating and describing this through through the act of play mm. so right now you're you're working, you're working to understand and interpret me. Um, and I think that we're in kind of the partner to partner role inside of now and an outcome. And we're in a lab. Um, we are, uh, you are, you're sort of in the interviewer and I'm in the client mode. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you're trying to help me figure out our agenda for next week's meetings. And I'm describing to you the, this partnership cube and how it relates to the, um, this notion of play and the game just one revision I, I think i'm trying to understand how to begin playing with you yeah more than what our agenda for next week should be right right
and, and maybe perhaps that's me saying that I believe we should begin playing next week, and therefore that's why I'm trying to get to the mm -hmm. right. Okay, so what else? So, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just going to inhabit my role here. Go as ahead, client. Sure, as client. <laughs> um. So last week, or the week before, it's all blurring together. You'd begun to describe your perspective as kind of a key contributor to noun and outcome of these different worlds of work. One being more kind of work for higher quality of life, take my salary, and another being more of a work for equity and, and partnership. And I saw those as kind of two ends of one spectrum. Another spectrum I heard you describing was one where there is, you know, there is purposeful work and developmental work that's being done, or that's, that's kind of its, its reason. Um, and then there's also kind of educational or skill-based work. And again, I saw those on two different spectrums. When I put those together, I came up with kind of four different types of organizations that might dominate in a world where, um, you know, different combinations of those things is, uh, is true. And so that's where that kind of that cross matrix uh, came, came about. So there's, there's in a way four scenarios or four futures where one of these organizations kind of, I said dominates, but you know, it's either, it's, it's, it's either in vogue or is, is more successful or, um, you know, there's higher growth amongst those types of organizations. Um, I'm curious for you now, you know, you can decide whether you would like to choose a scenario um, based on what's most interesting to you or what you feel as a more likely future than the others. Um, and that can be kind of the basis from which we begin to design, you know, the scenario that we take through the scenario planning game. Or we can focus on, you know, entirely different drivers or, um, uncertainties, but I think these are pretty good to begin with. Hmm. So you're proposing to um, begin the game without going through the drivers and, uh, and trends revealing the uncertainties um, because you feel like we've already done that. Well, yeah, I guess I, I'm proposing that, that, that this is good enough for us just to begin. Um, okay. 
All right. We, we yeah. will have to we will have to return to kind of this generation this this trends drivers uncertainties generation process. Um, but in the interest of forward momentum, I th I think we can move ahead. So how? Um... How did, so, how did you so, arrive? So, Go ahead. So Nate, you're, you're envisioning the creation of a new organization. And that organization will come into existence in a world that dot, dot, dot. In a world that will be dominated by players such as Upwork and TopTal or will be dominated by these DAOs are developmentally focused or kind of in between organizations like Venture Studios that are uh, coming together to, um, you know, to, to take bets on uh, products and, and startups um, or, or, or freelance alliances, more like Yak Collective, where it's it is a piecemeal work for hire, but it has a developmental um, focus. So, Nano Now come, you know, is coming into existence in not just one of these four, but these four or, or four potential futures. I'm just curious which is most interesting for you to explore now, and we can return and do others, you know, and and, and do this process more than once. Mm. Yeah, the 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 developmental DAOs. Cool. So in that world, um, working for equity is dominant, and doing work that is developmental in nature is also dominant. Great. <laughs> Um, so that's that's a given of that that reality. Now, one thing I'll share my screen. So, so the question I'm asking myself is, what are we playing to find out? And so, a, a dramatic. Um, I'm framing this game in terms of what I call a dramatic question. And that's, that is what are we playing to find out? And there's kind of a mad list version of this that I feel like um, we can generate together to kind of figure out what it is, what, what that question is. Um, so the things in bold are kind of the, the parts of this mad bin that we have to fill in, but you're working on a project alongside a team who are doing various tasks. So the question is, can you achieve this objective or your objective given the constraints of your environment and resources, even after complications arise to avoid certain consequences and those consequences Unintended consequences. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yep. 
so so this is the mad lib okay yeah right right so you were working on insert project alongside of insert team who have insert tasks got it unfortunately i don't have any playbooks for us to work from in this moment but i can kind of uh i can improvise yeah that's exactly how we should build this you should you should verbally give me the playbooks and then we should yeah look at the transcript and then start writing them so so we're going to need a few more players to go through this game so as we're going through this think of three other individuals that you would like to bring with you through this game and okay. each of these players is going to be inhabiting one playbook or avatar Okay. You're playing the role of the spotlight player or the protagonist. Yeah. And so you're, you're going to be generating what your objective is and you're also going to be, and this is up, this is up for um, debate, but I see the, the protagonist is generating the objective and the tasks um, for this madman and in, in kind of the, what are we playing to find out? There's three yeah. other players that are representing what I'm calling the organization. So that's and the, the, the people in the, in, in, the, in the structure of the organization in which you're working under and in collaboration with. Um, but it doesn't just have to be kind of your specific company. It can also be others. There's also someone that's embodying the environment that I see kind of driving what the constraints that are working against you are and potential consequences, um, you know, based on what's what's going on in the environment. And then there's this kind of chaotic player of this, this throwing up these obstacles or complications in front of you as you're trying to reach your objective. So, so the next the next step in this as we're kind of creating a scenario to then game is what are we planning to find out? It's answering this question. So we can, we can spend a moment here to go through and kind of understand, and we can begin wherever you would like. Um, as you're inhabiting your role as a founding member of an outcome, outcome, what, what your objective uh, is, what the, what the project of the creation of the company looks like, or it's kind of its first client engagement or agency engagement and specific particular tasks that are incumbent to, to achieve that, that, that project and that objective. And as you're speaking, kind of let me know maybe from which playbook you're speaking from either as yourself or the organization
All right, cool. Um, is this in Rome? This is this is great. Yeah, this is great. This is on your. Um, you're not doing this on Rome's interface, though, right? I am. It's it's styled just a little bit differently. How did you upload that style? Uh, there's a a plugin. Can you see this? Yeah. Rome themes. Yeah. No. It just it allows oh, right. you to, like to switch it up. Oh, so this sick. This is what it normally looks like. Yeah. This this one's my favorite. No, this one looks great. Um, so you want to know what what perspective I'm going to play from. I'm sort well, of stuck. As, as we're filling in the Mad Lib. Yeah, just you know, choose a place to start and then we can we can begin filling in the dramatic question Mad Lib. All right, let's start with the protagonist then. Okay. Do you want to prompt me? Well, maybe let's, I mean, let's, I just want to confirm with you that, that like the, the, the founding or starting of Noun and Outcome is, is a project from which we're going to work from. Founding the Noun and Outcome is the, well, Or we can begin with what 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 is your personal objective in the creation of noun and outcome? What do you hope to gain by creating this new entity? Um. So. Yeah, I mean. Well, the the way that I would approach answering a question like that is through my understanding of my self house. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I, um, you know, I'd pull up my Rome database and I'd go to Noun and Outcome and I'd go like to my. self-house descriptions and I'd look in particular about like how noun and outcome can help me with my um with my professional culture and the ways that my professional culture um holds back my professional agenda so um to me noun and outcome is a work environment that is designed to help maximize my professional agenda um leveraging the 
<laughs> um, by leveraging the obstacles of my professional culture that generate the gap between what I hope to be able to do professionally and what I'm able to do professionally. So I guess like I look at like what now and an outcome is going to do for me as being less, I'm really not as focused on what now and an outcome is going to do for me, but more about how it's going to do it for me. Because I believe if I focus on how it's going to do that for me, um, I'm, I will get to a variety of what's that I find to be advantageous. In addition to stepping into the self house to understand why and how now an outcome will benefit you, how else are you, how else are you understanding the purpose of now an outcome? Yeah, I mean, the the purpose of uh, noun and outcome is to create a more directly reciprocal relationship between um, mental and manual labor supported by a, in a developmentally enriching educational by supported by ed developmentally enriching educational opportunities for a the myriad of stakeholders involved in bringing noun and outs noun and outcomes business model to life this is all really helpful for me to understand how to get at the objective or the purpose. I'm curious what some of the what's or outputs or even uh, tasks or jobs to be done. Uh, do you see in front of you to get there? Yeah, well, um, I mean, right now I, at the broadest level, organize the infrastructure areas that need developed in noun and outcome in, in, three, in three ways. So primarily the 
the the job to be done context that I'm focused on is to provide um, a to provide a service on behalf of Noun and Outcome to other service-based consulting agencies um, who are whose executive team is downwardly divided at stratum three um, and currently um, not doing more than $5 million worth of revenue. Uh, and are dealing with a set of complications in their business as a result of their downwardly divided executive team where that executive team is caught spending too much of their time delivering the service that that consultancy provides to its clients, which is taking away the time that they, that executive team needs to spend redeveloping their um, business to stay in business, to be able to continue to develop to continue to deliver the value that they do today to their clients in the future. So the second context of where my jobs to begin get derived from is through, um, is through the educational component of Noun and Outcome where um, my like, you know, my turtleocracy question is um, what is the relationship between adult development and organization design? And I am researching that through um, learning about two developmental instruments and practicing with those developmental instruments um, and then the third component that I'm least involved with at this point is, um, or the, th the third context where I drive jobs to be done that I'm least involved with at this point is um, offering a uh, service to um, manual labor-based businesses for a minority equity um, stake in, in those businesses um, to develop a uh, portfolio of assets in uh, manual labor-based businesses. Great. Yeah, I mean, you gave me more than I needed. Um, okay. So we've talked about kind of the objective and purpose here that you're interested in exploring with regards to the future of nano and outcome tasks or jobs to be done contexts that you find yourself in in order to get there. Who Yeah, so who are you coming into relation 
to a relationship with in order to do that both inside and outside of an outcome right aka like what's what does the team look like yeah well um I mean, most directly, there's there's one team um, that I'm on with you to with with this guy named Chad to develop one of the service offerings, which is the scenario planning game for our agency partners that they will play in order to get education to then further license them as a noun and outcome service provider or to repackage noun and outcome service for its clients <clears throat> or just directly for itself for its own value. And then um, I'm on a team with Derek to um, build really the operating model and the um, business model of Noun and Outcome where I'm also for, and then with Mike, I'm on a team with him to um, perform the due diligence and envision the uh, service offering we will provide to blue collar or to manual labor-based businesses. And then I'm in a research cohort with this guy named Chad, Mike, and Helen, supported by a mentor named Otto. I have, and that, that research cohort um, leads me to have a set of probably like six to a dozen different people that I have interviewed or are waiting to be interviewed that could become either uh, partners to Noun and Outcome. They could become, um, they could become like, students in Noun and Outcomes, Turtleocracy, or they could be, um, they could be the, I don't know, I forget what the first thing that I said. Did I say partners in Noun and Outcomes? Okay, they could be partners. You they haven't could said be, clients, I don't think. Yeah, they could be, and then they could be clients um, to Noun and Outcome. And then fourth, they could be, um, they could be a uh, freelance talent that noun and outcome um, deploys in, in, in either it's well in to its clients, we can just say.
Hey, I have about uh, five minutes and then I have to, have to shoot off. Sure. Um, what's your single biggest obstacle to beginning? Um, what's my single biggest obstacle? I think getting people to self-initiate, to self, um, to self-direct in a coordinated enough fashion to serve the noun and outcomes purpose and operate within its, well, to, uh, yeah, to operate within its operational model, to work within its operational model. So to, just to say that again, my biggest obstacle is to initiate people to self-direct um, their work in a way that fulfills noun and outcomes purpose through its operating model. So it sounds like team, uh, finding the right team members is, is a big obstacle to beginning. Requisite yeah. team members. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess I'm saying if, if I can find team, if I can initiate, yeah. Okay, team members, sure. I'm trying to place the constraint outside of yourself. You're mm. kind of putting the responsibility on yourself. I'm seeing if we can't bring it into something outside of yourself. All right, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. What is at risk if this doesn't work? Um, hmm. What's at risk? My, um, what's at risk? My time is, I mean, is, is the biggest risk. Wasted time. Yeah. So there's like an opportunity cost. Yeah, opportunity cost. I'll need to find a better way to get at that. Um, I think we have like one more minute left. So 
so what I've done, I didn't want to bombard you like with the notes that I was taking, but I think what I've begun to do is try to understand what questions can help get at filling in these Mad Lib elements. And, you know, understand what like a conversational flow might look like in order, you know, for us to co-create the scenario with, with these individuals. What was kind of missing from this was the specific angle of, of a world dominated by developmental DAOs. Um, so that's just feedback for myself to, well, we were, we were trying to understand questions to ask. And I think what I would do a second time re-ask you those questions through the lens of like this, this world of very developmental work dominating as well as working for equity. Um, hmm. I will, yeah, what I will have to do is write kind of questions that need to be answered in the playbooks that, that do that. So there's kind of a regeneration of the questions inside of the playbook that then generates the scenario. Because what I'm envisioning is it's actually the responsibility of the individual that is inhabiting that role to come up with these elements. So you as a spotlight player actually wouldn't control everything because I don't think that's really appropriate when you're talking about scenarios because there's so much that is out of your control. So I think that kind of mirrors the like uncertainty um, so you need to you need to abstract and ask yourself what questions do I need to ask to get someone playing your role to to produce in a conversation like this yes and i it and i I think how that happens is yeah it's like I, as the organization, would like inhabit and personify noun and outcome as the organization. And like, here's my will and my purpose and my drive. It's like, not like in conflict, but like instigating you as the protagonist in the right. same way that the environment is like instigating or making moves against the player that the players in reacting to in their answers in the same way the future is like throwing up these, these things in front of them. And then it's kind of, through this conversation that we're, we're like doing this world building here. And then I think we have a, a cool co-created understanding of the broader world. And then we can like begin to actually play out. Like, then we ask ourselves, like we begin the next session asking ourselves this question. And then, and then we start again, kind of playing off one another where we have these, you know, set of make as one of the players that's it's trying to answer the question of this dramatic question cool. like what happens yeah great um great well let's start great i have a lot more to work on the playbooks so nice I can, I can okay working on that. good good man um well i think this is a really productive time and um i'm glad we were able to meet this week and yeah um you know monday i'll plan to well, let's plan to try to let's try to talk on Sunday, so that we hit the week with a bunch of data from Casey, um, and that feels like ha that's happening in parallel to what you're doing here um, with me. So that's yeah, and it's very helpful to inform this as well. Great.
Cool, man. Well, enjoy the next couple of days in Maine. Uh, I'm going to go take Thanks, a walk with my mom and, uh, yeah, say goodbye to my family before we head back to Brooklyn. Yeah. Safe driving. All right. See you, Chad. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'll talk to you on Bye Sunday. Nicole. All right, man. Talk Sunday. Bye. Bye.